What is up, everybody? Welcome to the X Lives Podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. On this podcast, we talk about our present, our future, and more importantly, our past. The good, the bad, and the fuzzy. Stories from our ex-lives. Like, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Follow the Babacoa Core Podcast Network on Instagram and Facebook at Babacoa Core. All the links to most of our podcast platforms can be found on the website www.babacoacore.com. Any questions, comments, or to share your stories from your past on the X Lives podcast, send emails to xlivespod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy these episodes. This is X Lives. What's up? Welcome to the episode, Scott Ramos. What's up, dude? What's going on, bro? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for bringing beer. Uh, fucking up my diet, for sure. Uh, you can pick up that mic if you want, or if that's cool. Uh, no, we're perfect. Your level's good. Uh, cool. So before we get into it, uh, any plugs, uh, social media, where can people find you? You got any shows coming up? Just uh, hit them with that real quick. Uh, yeah, Facebook, just Scott Ramos. I don't have a comedy page yet. I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. It is very weird. It's weird when you see people do it after like a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have like their page and then their comedy page. And then all they do is share stuff from their personal Each, page to yeah. the comedy page. I was like, why do you have I could have one page of shit. two pages and stuff. Uh, Instagram though is Scott underscore one Ramos. Uh, Grinder, Scott underscore one Ramos. I think what Facebook, Twitter, Scott underscore Will Ramos, everything. Yeah, and then uh, I'm not on Grinder. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, upcoming shows on the 26th. I got the Elbow Room off Parent Vital mm-hmm. with Irma. Uh, the first, I got my own show in Converse at the Roadhouse Saloon, and uh, I'm bringing in some out of town acts. I'm bringing in some Phoenix acts. My boy Hector G's from West Texas, but he lives in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some Houston cats coming in. Josh Stokes. Everyone says he's a murderer, so let's find out. Cool, man. Free show. Come on, come on. Are you based out of San Antonio? Or you- yeah, I'm based out of San Antonio. Oh, okay. So I did uh, comedy for, uh, I think, two years here. And then I, I went to Phoenix for two years. Oh, okay. And then I, I just came back maybe like a year and a half ago. What made you go to Phoenix? So I worked door at LOL. Uh-huh. And uh, like a lot of the comedians were saying, like, a good place to go at two years, two to five years was Phoenix. So I just packed up my shit and left. Yeah. What was the scene like out there? Phenomenal. Yeah. I don't want to talk shit, but so much better than San Antonio. In what way, though? Uh, more opportunity. We have one club. Uh, Phoenix has two. Tempe has one. Scottsdale has one. And that's all between, that's like saying from here to shirts. Mm-hmm. You have just way more clubs and, and uh, they have way more showcases, but it's a lot less money. Yeah. At least here it pays. So you were there for two years. What, what brought you back though? My mom fucking Jedi mind tricked me. Oh yeah. Excuse me. She came to visit me in Phoenix and we were eating breakfast and she was like, so you're ready to come back? I was like, oh, I don't know, mom, we'll see. Little did she know I didn't have rent that month anyway. Mm. So who knows what was going to happen. And uh, she was like, all right, so you're coming back, right? And she just kept doing it and doing it. Then eventually I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. And then, yeah, she came back. Was that your first time, like, leaving San Antonio? Uh, Yeah. Trying to live somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was different. It was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was a lot wider. And I thought, yeah, it doesn't Phoenix didn't they have like that whole like uh, 
racist sheriff or something like that? Was Joe that Phoenix? Arapaio. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Arapaio or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tent City wasn't that far from Phoenix. Oh, okay. But that's where they make everyone wear pink. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And all that other dumb shit. Now I heard about that. So did you get a lot of shit from like people out there? Uh, what do you mean? Like talk shit? Like just like racism since no. they felt like it was protected or something. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, the majority, I mean, still, I guess it's, if you want to consider it the South, they still hate black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, you'll catch some sidebar shit. Mm. But for the most part, I was really chill. I lived, I could actually walk from my apartment to ASU, mm. but I'm too old. You know what I mean? Like that, that range of, of friends passed me up yeah. or I passed them up. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really cool. Uh, I guess it was like the number one party school for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember like feeling nervous, like when I was in Seattle touring with bands and stuff, and we had to drive through um, through Phoenix, through Arizona. Like I would get hella nervous when we stopped at like gas stations and shit, just because all, all the news that you read, like you kind of like or you you see or you read about, you kind of like just go off of that. Like you don't know anything else; you just know what they're reporting. Yeah, like, it's oh, what like, they put in your head. Like, yeah, oh, don't come to this fucking state. It's it sounds bad. hella yeah. racist and stuff. So I would I would feel like nervous and stuff. Uh, like people were watching me. Like if we go to like a gas station, like I'm not stealing nothing. It was probably all in my head for sure. Yeah, but. It sucks when you let stuff like that just get in your head. So, but that—that's the only thing that I know of uh, Phoenix, and it's dry as fuck. Like, yeah, dude, the, that he's serious, bro. I yeah. used to work for Amazon there, um, and I would deliver packages. Like when that bitch says one fifteen outside, it's fucking one fifteen. Yeah, and no wind, it, like it's just burning hot. Yeah, but I mean, it was cool. Like the—I don't know—it's it, got a weird environment. It, it, it's definitely got a lot of drugs there. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of drugs And even shit like the bars Bars close at 2 Just like here mm-hmm. But they open at 6am Oh wow So they're closed for 4 hours But a lot of these bars Serve breakfast mm-hmm. Like you can go there The next morning Get you a beer If you're hungover And, and maybe get something to eat Some eggs and shit Yeah I think that's a deal for them Like to, to open up early Like they have to serve food They always have to have food available If they're going to be serving Like liquor or beer that early no, I do, for real? I think so. I used to work, like, I used to clean bars, and uh, our first stop had to be a bar that would, would uh, open up at 6 o'clock. It was uh-huh. right downtown. And they would have their, their night hours or whatever, like, graveyard shift people uh-huh. would go in, and we have to have, it done, have to have everything clean on the bar side by, you know, 5.30, because people are going to come in at 6 o'clock to start bellying up to the bar and stuff. I was like, how are people, like, drinking this much, you know, are drinking this early? And they, they told me, like, well, well, you know, they're just getting off of work. Like, this is yeah. their nighttime, you know. I was like, but, like, is this legal? Like, to just to be – because you can't buy beer at the store until, like, noon or something. On Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that just Sunday? I don't know. But uh, – Every day, uh, Monday through Saturday is 6 a.m., yeah. and Sunday's noon. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was told to me uh, that, yeah, as long as they serve food, they could serve alcohol at 6 in the morning. Until, what, like, 10 a.m., and then it's free range? Something like that. Something like that, but yeah, it would be it'd be so weird. Like, see these people like, fucking coming to the bar at six. And it was like the, all these old like rundown people, people that look like they drink at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I was like, damn. I used to work at HEB. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. And you work at HEB. They're like at like five thirty comes around. They're, they you just see the the workers like the stalkers just hurrying the fuck up. Yeah, like six o'clock we gotta go. Six o'clock we gotta go. And then as soon as they finish, like, oh hold on, let me get some beer real quick. Mm-hmm. Go buy beer. And then, like, as soon as they're in the car, crack one open. Yeah. Like, no, wait till we get home. Let's all meet up. No. As soon as they got into the car, they were cracking beers open, slamming. Yeah. Like, all right, now we can relax. That's crazy, man. I never understood that, because that, that, I never had, like, a graveyard shift job, you know. I never worked overnight. I would either work early mornings or, like, kind of late, but not too late. So I never really got into that whole, like, uh, day sleeping Anything like that? See, I worked at Chase. I worked at Chase for nine years. Yeah. Like, and I, I was good. Like, I did lawsuits, but I would work 12 to 9. Mm-hmm. So I had no problem getting fucked up from 9 to 2.33, sleep until 10, 11 in the morning, you know, wash your ass real quick, jump back to work. Damn. Yeah. If there's a will, there's a way, man. I got to get were that drinking in sometime. fucked up. Like, we were... <laughs> And then there were times where they had unlimited overtime. We would close the bar down at two, and then be at work at six. Yeah. So like three and a half hours of sleep. There were people that would sleep in the parking lot of Chase after the bar. 
Yeah, dude. And then just walk right back. All right, we're good. Let's do it again. I always get like hella nervous and stuff. Like if I drink like really hard, like the night before. Your smell. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I sweating too much? I would have hella fans on me and shit. Like, and like just spray. spray. I mean, I would still take a shower. Like, I would yeah. still shower, but like sometimes it doesn't. Just the, doesn't the residue. Take. <laughs> yeah, the residue. And then no, I like, feel you. And then like you, you still have like whiskey breath and stuff. Like, oh, is that my sweat pores and all? That I've stuff? had people yeah. tell me like, "Woo, you had fun last night." Like, oh yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I wear contacts for the most part, so if if, if people like, see me walking in with my glasses, they're like, "Oh, you weren't drinking." Something like, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, it's my allergies. I couldn't get my contacts in some shit." Uh, but they they could tell. They know. So I stay hella quiet. Well, I'm already quiet, like to begin with at work, but I'm extra quiet if I'm hungover at work. See, I'm not. Yeah, that's where I give myself away. Yeah, man, I try to make myself as unnoticeable. I as come possible. in talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> I try to do the Stone Cold approach, like. Why? Because with you, if you are, if you come in quiet, like they'll know something. Something's up. wrong. Yeah, no. My truck got stolen once, and I think that was the only time they've ever seen me quiet when I was at Chase. Yeah, like because I was just sad. <laughs> You're all right, Scott. Yeah, I'm fine. Like people bought me lunch and shit, like out of pity. <laughs> No, that's why I set I set the, the the record like already. Like I'm already a quiet dude at work. I don't really fuck with a lot of people at work. Uh, so if I go to work, maybe still a little drunk. Yeah, maybe, nobody knows maybe the wiser. Little, nobody knows, man. I mean, no. they might say something if I'm wearing my contacts. So I got to make it a point. Like I got to put these contacts in, you know, even though they're irritating my eyes. And then my eyes get all red and shit. Like, Does that now, bother you? Now it looks bad. What? I've never worn glasses. I've never worn glasses. Never worn contacts. Well, do you need them? No. Well then, no. I'm saying from alcohol. Does it affect? Well, no, but like my eyes will be like like bloodshot red, or they'll be like really like like small because one I'm drunk, yeah, or hungover, and then I didn't get any sleep, so my eyes are like hella puffy. Are you watching? Are you are you drinking with contacts in? Yeah, yeah. So you just pop them out at night, or do you wake up with yeah. them still on? Yeah, no, I, no, I'll pop them out, but sometimes I'll just miss the container <laughs> that it goes into. Uh, Nasty like it'll fuck. just be like right outside. Somehow, like, I'm just, I miss the, uh, cause you know, you know, yeah, what I mean? the like, little, the two little things. Yeah, the little yeah. holders or whatever. Uh, sometimes I won't even get them in, in there, or sometimes I'll get them like halfway in, and then when I close the, the, the lid, it slices the contact. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I gotta wear the glasses, but, uh, it's just, it's just, it's irritating. Like, How bad is your vision? Pretty bad. For real? Yeah, pretty bad. Like, I wore my glasses out, like, to open mics and shit, and people, mm-hmm. everybody gives me shit. Like, they're like, man, you're like, Fucking, fucking nerd. You can see the future and all that stuff. Like, oh, okay, come on. We're adults here, sort of. <laughs> but yeah. I'm the only one in my family that's never worn glasses. Yeah. Like, Pops Vision fucked up. My mom had the LASIK. My older brother had the LASIK. My little brother wears glasses. Yeah. I'm just the only one. Well, I have that thing called the uh, astigmatism or something. And even if you get the LASIK, within a couple of years, your vision's going to go, go back to shit. So I'm like, why am I going to spend the money? If- you can't just keep doing it. You can, I think, like, I don't think there's, like, what, what do you call them, like, uh, scar tissue on the mm-hmm. eyes, but who would want to do, and it's expensive, too. Nah, man. You don't think it's expensive? It's, like, fi- $500 an eye or Dude, something. It's nothing to a baller like you. Come on, man. <laughs> See, but think about it. All right, so $500. Let's say that shit works for 10 years. I don't even think it lasts. Not, well, for, for, with people with astigmatism, I think, make four, max. All right, just for the sake of the joke, five years. Uh-huh. All right, five years. How much are you spending in contacts? Uh, well, this last time, only like $40 a year. 40 a year. And I get five, a year, that's 200 year supply. That's 200 bucks. You're really only spending 300 Nah, man. I don't, you're not really good at math, I don't think. If it's 500 yeah, 40 a year. Yeah. Well, plus five years is two hundred dollars. I don't want to do the procedure. Like I don't want. To, I don't want. I don't like people in my face. I don't like people in my eyes and stuff. Like it's really. Would you only be out of commission for what half a day? I don't know. They say you can return back to work the next day. And yeah, but it's not really- like it's. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the process is. I feel like they're gonna slice it open. Like the only thing I know about it is it's stupid. Uh, what was that blonde pop singer girl that had a reality show? Uh, MTV, uh, not Britney Spears, Simpson. So, Ashley. Ash- Je- no, Jessica. Yeah. With the titties. Yeah. Well, they both have titties. No, not like the other one. I don't know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. But they showed, they showed it. Yeah. Her doing the eye surgery, and they, they slice the top, and they, they fold it, like, up or back, and then they do the laser shit in there. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want that shit. Like, that, that scares the shit out of me. That slice into the eye. 
Like, what if they're, I don't know, man. You know what creeps me out? Seeing people put contacts in. I've heard that, but I'm so used to it. Like, the finger in the eye fucks with my head. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, stop. Like, let me cover up because I can't watch that. Yeah, my, my wife can't do that. Like, uh, I bought her contacts and she tried it. She's like, I just can't get used to it. So she wears glasses, but she, she doesn't, she barely needs it. She mm-hmm. barely needs, like, any kind of corrective vision thing. But uh, I'm just so used to it. I've been wearing contacts for fucking decades. No shit. So I'm just, I'm used to it. Were you one of those cool Mexicans that had the blue eyes? No. Liar. What do you mean the blue eyes? Oh, like the, (laughs) no, I did. (laughs) I I did. Well, because there was a, (laughs) there was a time where me and my mom had the same prescription. So we're like, fuck it. Like, we don't need to buy contact. So I, I, I I wore hers for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But she had like, not the, like the hazel. I look good, man. I can pull. I, I'm not gonna go blue eyed. Come uh, on, that I'm, shit was hilarious. I'm too dark for that. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, I would see. I would see people rocking all types of colors. Nah. Or they had the little black dot and the white eye. Yeah. You know what I mean, well, there was a time where you could buy those type of contacts, like at the gas station and shit. And those people probably like went blind by now because that's that's that just no way that's good for you. Yeah. There's no way you should put anything from the from the gas station into your fucking body, into your eye, anything like that. I barely trust the fucking Snickers. Yeah, I don't even I don't even trust the gasoline at some places. Like there's there'll be some like I'm not getting gas there. Like even I don't care if I need it or not. Like they put water in their tanks. Like I'm not doing it. Uh, Do you so, think or you know? Well, I, I just assume. Like okay. you know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. That's why I don't drink at certain bars. Oh, I think they'll water down their liquor. Oh man. I never thought about that. Bro, if you go to a cheap-ass bar, you'll notice it. There's a reason why the alcohol is that cheap. Oh, okay. I've heard. I've heard. I'm not, you know. No, I get that. Everyone said, like, PKs. Yeah. Because everything's $2. Yeah. Everything. The whole bar is fucking $2. Yeah. That they they pour out half their shit and put water in it, mix it up, and that's how you get shots. That's how they sustain money. Like, that's how they live. Man, that changes my my perspective of things, man. Because my favorite thing is like the shot beer combo. It's the six dollar, yeah, yeah, man. If, if, if five dollar, four dollar, Lucha, Lucha's good at that one for sure. I love that bar, man. It's it's hella cheap, man. I used to like not that there were a beer bar, but like uh, Bar America. Remember Bar America? I don't know. I don't know how old you are. Is it Stone Oak? Huh? Was no, no. A- bar America's right here off of Alamo. No. I mean, this is a long time ago. They used to be like dollar beers, oh, like all wow. that stuff. So you could get like all oh, fucked up for like twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, just on beer. They didn't have liquor at the time. But now, man, like you could catch a buzz for like sixty bucks. I hate that shit. Bro, like, downtown's a tricky animal. It sucks, dude. You got some places like Cowabunga yeah. or Texan Two. Yo, shout out to Ben Davis. Where you can get, you know, you can get a proper buzz downtown yeah. for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. but the people around you are not dime pieces. I don't care, man. I'm not about environment. Like, oh, this is a cool vibe. I'm like, it, where's the cheapest place? We well, I'm, just, I'm still trying to see some hoes. <laughs> still trying to see some Like, you know, I just. But the thing is, if the, you drink more, you take more advantage of those, those $3, you know, well drinks or whatever. Like, they'll, they'll be nice. They'll turn nice. Those you think beers, so? I don't know, man. I don't think I'm married, so I don't look at any other females. <laughs> Goddamn right, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, don't get me in trouble. But uh, those combos, man, I, I love that shit. That's like, and then the whole thing, too, like, even if they, the bars do that, they water it down. If I'm at a bar and I'm feeling like the vibe and stuff, like, I'll, I'll get extra buzzed with that. Like, I'll get more relaxed. Like, I can't get drunk at home. Until it's too late because I know I'm home. I'm no like there's no really done. party vibe. Yeah. You know now I'm just like drinking to drink. But if I go to the bar, I'll get drunk faster just because I'm like no shit. bar mode and all that stuff. I'm I'm really weird when it comes to like like you know all those like those drug tests where they give you like a placebo and they mm-hmm. say like this will make you feel this way that way or the other. Yeah, you could give me a sugar pill, but tell me like it's gonna like make you the happiest in the world. I will believe you. You're in all placebo. Yeah. I I, I am, uh, my mind's very weak. <laughs> so if you told me like the sky was green, I'd be like, oh, so that's what green looks oh, like so now? Is that a tent? Yeah. yeah like, like I I don't know, man. So I don't that's know. nuts. It works. I mean, it has its pros and cons for sure. But like. It, knowing I'm, I'm in a, a bar vibe, I feel more relaxed. Yeah. If the if the light's low and the music's not too fucking loud, like if it's just chill, maybe the the game's on or something. Like I think it all depends on what I'm hearing. 
Yeah. Like if the music, that's like what I'm saying. Like the, whole, the, whole right, mood, the whole, you know the whole mood of the place. But I see what you're saying. Cause there's been times where it's like, damn, Scott's really drinking a lot tonight. And there's times like Scott's already fucked up. Like how? Yeah. It's all about the environment. It's how they set the mood. I never looked at it like a placebo the, effect. Yeah. Uh, fucking brilliant. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's stupid. If you think about it, you know, <laughs> no, like, it's, it's, I mean, it's next level. I don't know, man. That's why, like, I, when I see like all those movies where like they get hypnotized, or like even uh, Limit was that Limit where he got like the he took the pill. Limitless. Limitless. Yeah, with Bradley Limitless, Cooper. Matrix. All this stuff with pills. I was like, that could be me, man. <laughs> I could totally take a pill and just think I know karate. <laughs> like, <laughs> a minute, a minute. <laughs> that, yeah. Give me the fucking tank. I know how to drive. Yeah, man. So it's it's pros and cons and stuff, uh, and it has the adverse effect too. Like I. I used to do clinical trials when I was in Seattle just because I was poor. So they would tell you, like, warning signs, like, you might get rash, you might get this, whatever. So I would, if they told me, like, the bad side effects, I would think that I'm getting that. Are you going to feel them? Yeah. So you could tell me this is going to make me feel this way positive, or you could tell me it's going to make me feel this way negative, and I will, first thing I'm going to do is go to the negative because uh, that's just how my mind works, works. So, yeah, I felt like, oh, am I breaking out? Is this a new pimple? Like... Am I black now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Wait, were you getting paid off that? Like good money? Yeah. Well, not good money. I mean, like, well, it's it's like a month. It would be like a month long and stuff. Yeah. So you get like fifteen hundred. But were you, you get, working too? Yeah. Yeah, I was working. So it wasn't like the shit you had to crash there. There was some where you had to like stay overnight. Like the first time they administer it, like you would have to stay overnight, like just a couple nights or whatever. Uh-huh. But the, other than that, you just go and check in and all that stuff. I've only done that once. I've done stuff like for like razors, like uh-huh. where you have to like go take a razor home and shave. I like that stuff. I don't like staying in, in a hospital. Yeah, I did a sleep study once. Uh, oh man, I can't. I could not do that. It was I, the fucking worst. I need to do that because I, I I'm pretty sure I have sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, you're a bigger dude. I'm a bigger dude. That's yeah. why I'm trying to lose weight. Because when I lost all that weight, I went from like 300 to almost 200, like a little under 200. And when I was like at 200, I slept great. Yeah. I slept great. No, didn't snore. And now I'm just like, oh, man, I think I might die tonight. Is that bad? Because of sleep apnea. Yeah. I'm sure you can find a CPAP like somewhere without having to do all that other bullshit. I know for sure. I know. I know. Uh, I think I actually, I think I got a guy. Like <laughs> like what? Bootleg? No, 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 man. Pad? He pushes them. Oh yeah, no, like, I, I'll, I'll charge you this. I'll pay. I'll I'll give it to you for what I pay for him. I hear good things about him, but I just like that sleep study. I couldn't do with everything connected. Yeah, and, and people watching usually, I couldn't do that. That was so comfortable, and the lady was like way too fresh. Why'd you do it for sleep apnea? Yeah. Oh yeah. And the lady, the lady was. I mean, she was a fucking psychopath. The lady was, huh? Mm. Like, all she knew about me was I'm Scott Ramos, twelve fifteen eighty seven. I can't sleep well. Here's what I know about her. She's got four kids. No, five kids. Four, four of them are uh, adopted. Out of the four, two of them are mother and daughter, and the daughter doesn't know. What? So you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but how'd you get all this information? Yeah, because she was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about before. She's supposed to fucking rock me to sleep. Yeah. And she's telling me this shit. And she said the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard. So she's talking about she caught the the daughter sexting. And she's like, I think she was 14 at the time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, just dirty shit. And the lady was like, and I told her. I said, Mika, like, take them on the face. Don't get pregnant. Damn. (laughs) She's telling you. All this stuff Give about her, her daughter's business? Yes. Wow. Wow. And then she's like, all right, so have a good night's sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I, I was, what just happened? Yeah. And then I was like, can I get on my phone? She's like, no. I was like, can I listen to music? She goes, no. Yeah. I was like, so I'm just supposed to go to sleep. Yeah. I was like, with what bombshell you just dropped on me? Yeah. Now you got that going in your head. Yeah, like, like, what the fuck? Why Why would anyone say that? Second, why would anyone share that? To a complete stranger. To a, yeah, I'm never going to see you again. In a professional envi- environment. Like, yeah. We're supposed to be 100% professional. You're supposed to be like a doctor figure. And now you're telling me all this stuff. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty awkward and stuff. For a while, I couldn't sleep in a quiet room. Like I would have always have to have like the TV on. See, but I've always been like that. Yeah, I've always been a TV on guy. Yeah, I used to have like a a, a radio, and mm. radios used to get like TV signals, and I would just put that on, have that on all throughout the night and stuff. I've switched because uh, my wife was having a hard time falling asleep with the TV on. And so I don't do it so much anymore, but now I sleep through my alarms. Like, I, I, my body just goes deep sleep. And REM? Just, yeah. See, that's why I don't want shit playing on my phone. Yeah. I can't have shit playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I need, because my phone is right by me. The TV's over there. The TV's not that loud. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's like a lights and, and audio. And plus, if you have Hulu, you know what I'm saying? The shit cuts off on its own. Yeah. After a few hours. So then I'll, I'll hear my alarm go off, and that's when I'm like, all right, time to get situated. I think, like, when I had the TV on, like, it would keep my body, like, uh, just aware of noises. So I wasn't, like, a deep sleep, a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. So when the alarm goes off the first time, I'm up. But now that I'm so used to, like, silence, like, I just go deeper and deeper into sleep, which I guess is good because sleep is important or whatever. Yeah. But now, like, I'm late to work. Every day. <laughs> are you? Is it bad? Like, are they going to go on you for it? Nah, I mean, it's not that bad, but like, it's just I, it, when you wake up rushed. I hate that feeling. Fucking hate it. Like, you, like if you like. Like PTSD, I, like, ah, yeah. fucking bombs going off. <laughs> I need a fucking shower now. Yeah, you skip a couple of steps in the shower and then you go, like, oh man, I got I got a shit now and all this. Ah, oh, dude, that's the worst. Yeah. But the sleep is, is better. Um, so now it's just trying to figure out, like, how to. How to get the best, uh, create the best environment for sleep. But, yeah. See, I need, I need to, like, control chaos. Like, if I hear, like, sirens, I'm like, all right, we're good. Like, yeah. we can go to sleep. But if it's quiet, I'm like, what the fuck? That's why I couldn't live out in the country, because it's too quiet. I get, I yeah. get, I get uh, anxious when it's too quiet. Yeah, it's like something has to happen, mm-hmm. because nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time before my something is happening then. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Like, and then I'll have to, like, be so tuned in that any noise is going to freak me out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I got to be a city person. I will, I've always been that way. Always will be. I mean, it would be nice to get away, like, go out camping in the middle of nowhere. But you yeah, just for know, you one just know, or like, two days. Yeah. It's like Vegas. Like, you can't be more th- there more than three days. And I was there for five days once. That's fucking ridiculous. It was. Like, gambling all five days? Nah, money ran out quick. Yeah, exactly, man. But I was there for a fight. Oh, okay. I, I, I think it was when I went to go see Canelo and Khan. Mm-hmm. I went to the fight. Yeah, I got there way too early. But it was cool towards the end of the week. Like, all right, that's when it's more boxing friendly and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I got to see Vander Holyfield. I met Paulie Malignaggi. Like, saw Deontay. I met Floyd Mayweather Sr. Mm-hmm. That dude looks brittle. Yeah. He looks like if you push him, he'd be, he's going to. Falling to dust. Yeah. But it'll still fuck you up, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, sorry, sidetrack from Vegas. No, it was cool, man. Uh, but five days, man, that, that's that's too much. Three days, that, that's, you got max out. How is San Antonio the fattest city in Vegas isn't number one? Uh, they sweat everything off, like it's hella, it's hella hot, and then everybody walks everywhere. You walk, you're walking nonstop, you're constantly moving. That is, uh, I will say this, Vegas is probably the ugliest city I've ever been to. For sure, but you gotta understand, like, that's all tourists. No, when you, no, no, that's what I'm talking, when you get outside the strip, uh-huh. they're fucking ugly, like, yeah. ugly fucking people. Nice, but hideous looking. Like, yeah. wow, people reproduce here. Like, <laughs> that's fucking weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of times because, like, again, like touring with bands and stuff. I would go through Vegas, hella poor, sleeping in the in the parking lot, and just like drinking whatever people buy you. So I get really fucked up. Dude, who'd you tour with? Uh, I was in a band. I went. Uh, well, I toured with a band called Ugly Head. It was like an industrial rock band out of Seattle, and then a band that I was in called He Who's Oxes Gourd. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, hella broke, homeless, pretty much. But living uh, the life. I loved it, man. If if I had to do it again, I would, you know. Yeah. And that's why, like, like with, with comedy, like a lot of people start early. They start in the twenties. All my twenties was like me trying to be a rock star. Yeah. You know, I moved to Austin for a bit. A little pretentious. I'm pretty sure it changed since then. Um, and then, no, it didn't. well, obviously <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Seattle. I had the opportunity to move to Seattle. Always wanted to. Always loved the music scene out there. 
and uh, met a, met a lot of cool people. Was involved in a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I got to record at, at Robert Lang Studios, which is where uh, Dave Grohl recorded the whole first Foo Fighters album. Oh wow! Yeah, it was an awesome experience. Uh, I think Boys to Man recorded there too, but I'm like Foo Fighters for sure. Uh, a lot of people. Robert Lang Studios is a pretty pretty dope place. Uh, gone on tour, worked with a lot of people. Um, just ran out of money, man. Ran out of money. Ran out of patience. And uh, Wait, are we gonna make it or not? Like yeah. that kind of patience. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the people because the, the he who's Oxygen Gore is still going on, and then they even started another band, and they're they're big DIY big, but they're still big. Which shout out to them. I mean, like congratulations. They're they're were about that life. Uh-huh. You know, they live in a warehouse with like twelve other people. Like they so, they're sh- like, "Fuck it, this is all I'm doing." That's all they want to do. Like yeah. that is their life. They're down for life, and that's what you need. That kind of determination and sacrifice in anything that you do music yeah. comedy uh any type of art form you need to be 100 percent or or not yeah you know and i just i couldn't be 100 percent to music anymore like it was it was uh it was really fucking with my with my with my state of mind you know did you I, feel taxed yeah you were just too taxed fuck it just yeah. take it yeah when did uh, you start comedy uh almost two years how old are you 36 37 so five? Yeah. See, I thought I started late, too. I think I started a month before I turned 28. Yeah. That's a good age, though, 28. That's a good age to, to, to get. Yeah, but you got guys like, you know, Tuttle, Chavaria, who are like 21, 25. Yeah. And we've been in the same amount of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, like, like good for them. I mean, like, like I talk to a lot of people. Well, obviously, a lot of open markers are a whole lot younger than I am. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, like, if you stick with it, like, for more like eight more years, like like Cabaza or yeah. George Anthony and all that stuff, like they'll be beast by then. You know, dude, GA's a fucking monster. Yeah, man, he's a fucking monster. I, I love watching those guys, and like I, I hate like like I don't hate it, but like like Chappelle said, like it, I'd rather be the one on stage than watching somebody on stage. Yeah, you know, but I enjoy their sets. I enjoy watching them yeah. do their thing and stuff. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, but like the so the young people. That are starting them, I'm like, man, good for you, because just fucking stick it out and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't regret focusing on music because that was the first thing yeah, that I that wanted was to your do. Shit. That's what you're about. And I, I, it's very linear, like becoming good at becoming good at playing drums and then going to bands and being good enough to tour and and sell records or sell you know tracks or whatever. Yeah. But that's the same thing with comedy. I mean, you're not just gonna start and be like good. Like it's the very, shit, yeah. very rare. I mean, you gotta work at it. You gotta be all that stuff. So I, I am well aware of the time that it takes to get good. Like when it comes to comedy, like I'm still in my bedroom learning chords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I have that mindset. I'm in no rush. I mean, I should be have like more of a sense of urgency than other people because, uh, because like I'm late into the game. Yeah. But I'm well aware. I'm like I'm in no rush to get anywhere fast. I'm just trying to get good enough to. Yeah. I mean, the shit's a marathon. Good. It's not a sprint. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. So like, like young kids, like there's like, well, not young kids, but the younger people who are just so such in a rush, and they're trying to like skip steps or just get like ahead like too soon. Yeah, like you're gonna burn yourself out, and then you know, you you don't have the history behind it to, to back it up. Yeah. Type of thing. No, no, no. I feel you a hundred percent. But I mean, I, I, I'm in a, but I got that, uh, all that idea and all that mindset from being in, being a musician for so long. Well, a drummer. I, I, I always feel weird saying I'm a musician when I was a drummer, but I, I put, is there a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, because musicians, that's more like guitar players, piano, yeah, but the fucking, singer, the, songwriters. The, fucking, the drummer was the, the the heart, no? Yeah, I mean, I like I, I like other people to say that, but I wouldn't say that. You know, if I say that, that's I like, can't tell you any Russian member beside Neil Peart. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I was I was a decent drummer, man, but it took me a long time to get like that. Like I didn't like nobody wakes up good at anything, you know. So you got to respect the process, and it's always a process and stuff. Um, like, how how are you with your comedy? Like, what where are you in in your progress, your process, and all that stuff? Um, that's a good question, man. Like, I've always been, 
I've always been. I'm I've still always still been. On this one. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> I've always been big on. Uh, I always want to be the wackest one in the crew. The wackest one. Yeah. Why? Um, because iron sharp is iron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're the wackest one, all, the only way to go up is up. Mm-hmm. The only way to like go somewhere is up. So like when you put me around people like GA, Kabaza, like animals like that, you know, following them, I think it makes you sharper, stronger and shit like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like one of my, one of the best sets that I had at uh at Tiger was following George Anthony. Yeah. Because he he could, he says anything in the fucking room just fucking He's fucking crazy good. Yeah, man. Fucking crazy good. <laughs> yeah, I fucking sure. love GA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with him as a person too. Um but comedy wise, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I still think there's a lot more left for me. Yeah, you know, uh, it was weird. Like shit that I thought was opportunities, like just wasn't a thing. Like I did a show in Phoenix, and it was uh, it was right by because the the Suns and the Diamondbacks play right next door to each other, mm-hmm. the way the stadiums are. And uh, I had a show, and Kevin Hart has a show called Heart of the part of the city mm-hmm. where he goes to towns and shows upcoming talent and people that he fucks with in that town. Oh yeah. And, uh, he did a show with uh, this guy and he was hosting the show that I was on. And I was like, bitch, this is going to fucking jumpstart my career. This is going <laughs> to change the game. I was like, so I know this dude's going to bring people in. First of all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know who else was there that night across the street? Fucking pink. Oh, so the show was dead because parking was $25 to a free show. Damn. And uh, he introduced me as a Phoenix comedian. Now I'm from San Antonio. And he didn't listen to a word I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it threw me for a loop. Um, But as far as like coming out, I mean, to be honest with you, man, I think I think I'm ready to I think I'm ready to bang with the big boys. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, you know my roommate is Chavi, right? You know Chavi? Oh, no, I didn't know that. I know yeah. Chavi, but I didn't know Yeah, that. we live together. Okay. Uh, I think when the lease is up, I think we're bouncing in New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just say fuck it. I'm not getting any younger. Mm. I mean, and I don't know how long my window's going to be, but, you know, I'll fucking figure it out as I go along. You think there is a window, though? See, it's weird when you think about it, because you didn't... All right, so the prime example of that is Coco. Like... Coco's 28 and you know he people just found out about him within the last five years so Who? Coco Diaz oh oh okay yeah yeah so oh, but he's been doing it since he was in his 20s though yeah or you think he's just coming up but now? his yeah but his oh. window you oh, know okay. what I'm saying so that that's kind of like a weird thing he's been doing it for 28 years but I mean for the last what maybe five ten the general people would know who he is not your yeah. diehard comedy fans yeah so I mean, I mean, if he's fifty-four, that's forty-four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, a lot of that. But also, I think a lot of that was L.A. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Isn't the scene there supposed to be like sick in Seattle? I mean, uh, I only done one open mic up there uh, when I went to go visit a couple of years. Um, I mean, it's good. It's different for sure. Uh, but there's there's some killers up there. Yeah, Adam, Adam Pazzi was good. Uh, Derek Sheen was on the mic too. I have good solid people, and then there's there's some that just aren't. But see, you know, I, I'm so afraid of being the hang around. Yeah, I don't want to be the hang around. Yeah, like I don't want to be the 50 year old still doing like why didn't I get five mm-hmm. or hosting? Mm-hmm. I, like I don't want to be the 50 year old hosting. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I'm being delusional because uh, I am pretty old. I started, I did start late, but like that whole age thing, and, and, and again, I only have like a drummer's perspective. I think that's that more applies to music, you know, because you can't you can't be a gutter punk in your thirties, you know. You you can't be like sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, yeah, in your thirties, you know, just just trying to get people to to notice you or buy a t shirt. Like you can't do that. You could you could still have a point of view in your thirties, forties, and fifties. Like you could still make a room laugh. Yeah. In your 40s, 50s. All right, well, let me ask you a question then. Let's say you're a gas pump attendant. Would you rather be a gas pump attendant and a comedian or or a comedian only? 
uh, like a comedian only. If the, if my that's, other job is a see, that's kind of like or whatever whatever the job is, you know. Like my my only end game is that I can pay my bills only doing comedy. Yeah, that's the entire end game for me. Yeah, that's all I want. I know it sounds like it's a little bit, but it's really a lot. No, it's a big deal, you know, like, and and it's just comedy. Like, you're not into, like, writing or, like, acting or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like it really doesn't get my dick hard. Yeah. But performing, like... It's all about performing for me, too, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I could put together, like, a, a screenplay you or... You put 100 grand in front of my face and say, you you, you could be on SNL if you want. Yeah, I'm going to fucking take yeah. it. I, you can't get on SNL. I, I've heard shit that you say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're so sensitive now. <laughs> yeah, after Shane Gillis. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, like, I don't. I don't think that whole age uh, constriction or is that the word? I don't know. Restriction. Like, restriction. Whatever. I got you. I don't think it. I don't think it applies to comedy. But again, uh, that's that's me being the old guy at the open mics with what's a bunch of twenty year olds uh, thinking that you know it's embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. It's embarrassing. Are you being the being the oldest guy at the open mic and not 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 a, not at a bump spot. Uh, not, yeah, not really getting shows, and like I'm just now jumping on shows because you gotta whore yourself out. But I, I don't, I don't want to whore myself out until I know that I'm like solid. Yeah, you know, I've had good shows. Yeah, and people go like, "Oh man, you need to, you need to be doing this more." And I was like, "Yeah, if, if people invite me, I'll, I'll do it." You know, if, I, I, you know, there's some I had to step out of, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna like. I got a network better too. Like I'm not good at that. That's where I'm slacking too. Like I need a network better. Putting up sets. I don't do that. I'm gonna start throwing them in my story. I think that's what Chavi's doing. Kind of, kind of got me thinking about it. Throw up a fucking joke. Yeah. Put up a joke. Put it in your story. It's only there for 24 hours. Get rid of it. Yeah, man. Because everything's everything's technology. Everything's on the phone. Everything's like that's how you do it. You know, and hashtag and then people. That's how people go out to shows because it's pretty hard. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cool, man. So, uh, yeah. But let's get into it, man. The reason for the podcast is to talk about X Lives, uh, the good, the bad, and the fuzzy. Uh, so what is, what were you doing before you got into comedy? I feel like I, this is a repeated question. It's like deja vu, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drugs. A lot of drugs. Um, See, I gave you a second chance and you still went with drugs. Well, you asked. Well, I'm not no, good at this. It was just, I don't know. Like, it's weird for me. Like, for some people, like, if you put if you put a cheeseburger in front of them, they're like, you know, if you want a piece, take it. Mm-hmm. If you do that with drugs, I'm, gonna, I'm like, yes. I'm like that with alcohol. I'm not supposed to be drinking. You ruined my diet because you kept, you handed me a beer. But you get it. And I said, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I so, totally like, if it. there's, like, a plate and there's, you know, something in front of me, I'm going to be like. Yeah. Fuck it, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm not like that with drugs. I'm like that with food, for sure. Like, I could eat a fucking whole buffet, not even be hungry. But because it's there, I'm going to take it. I have to. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah, see, no, yeah, mine's straight drugs. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I can't tell you. I yeah. have no idea. But if there's, like, a pill or uh, a line, I'm like, eh, let's just see what happens. When was the first time you got into drugs? Like what? What age? Like was it a young thing, or was we, it around? I took fake cocaine in seventh grade, sixth what, grade. What is fake cocaine? Fake cocaine was Tylenol that was smashed up. That your friend's older brother was like, "Hey, this is cocaine." Can they fuck you up, Tylenol? Like smashed Tylenol? No, it was god awful. And some fat kid ratted on us, Gabe Walker. I fucking still remember his name. Yeah, and then uh, told his parents. And then, uh, yeah, it got, like, everyone involved, and they tested it. And it was like, yeah, it was just smashed up Tylenol. Oh, at least they tested it. I think they could have just said, like, oh, yeah, that's cocaine, and then y'all could have gone down for that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's, like, that's when I, like, at that point, that's when I was like, all right, yeah, I'm down to try shit. Mm. I don't know why. But if it's that young, yeah. like, maybe it's, it's not the environment, it's just me. We had a, a Kool-Aid epidemic in my elementary school. 
where, where kids were selling little baggies of, of I, dude that was me <laughs> that was me the powder yes yeah that was me they would put pow- the, the Kool-Aid powder a little bit of sugar some Lucas yeah shake it up and they sell it yeah that was me and parents and teachers thought that shit was drugs and that's why I went to Catholic private we school we have <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no my, my mom put me in, in uh, private school because of that, because she, because they, they thought it was drugs, they thought they're passing this as drugs, and so I went to a private Catholic school, and everybody there thought I was in a gang. Because you're Mexican. Because I'm <laughs> Mexican, and because I be I came from a public school yeah. in the fifth grade, and all that stuff. But uh, this is not about me. Back to you. That's, yeah, that's fucking funny. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work out a bit on it. Yeah, watch out for the cholo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I played along. I mean, I saw Blood and Blood Out, you know? Yeah. I'm about that life. Uh, but I thought that was the stupidest fucking movie. He's like, why the fuck are they passing off an apple? Oh, I don't want your life. You know, it was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, but when you watch it as a kid, you're like, that's, <laughs> that's dope. dope. <laughs> fucking pork chops, dog. Sorry, no tortilla. Like, come on, man. In <laughs> your dreams, Pedro. In your dreams. Uh... But no, not just not just that. But like, like, what were you what were you doing before? Like, were you in were you in music? Were you in were you like I used career to based? I used to ball. Yeah, I was decent at basketball. I had a decent little jumper. Yeah, uh, inside game was a little weak. But then I was big. Not a lot of fat basketball players. Did you yeah. play baseball? No, that's that, that more your lane. See, I was more of like, let's go to the range. Let's go. You know what I mean? The batting cages. Yeah, but I was never. Let me sign up for the squad. Yeah, but no, I mean, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I still got a jumper. But like, what were you doing before comedy? Like, what was your life like? What was your focus on back then? Drugs and chase. That's it. Drugs and chase. Chase pain. Yeah. So, in the way, comedy kind of helped you get out no, of. No, I still do drugs, <laughs> but it, yeah, drugs, uh, drugs save me. Drugs and comedy save me from uh, chase. <laughs> 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 Fucking really saved my life, man. <laughs> In no way does a podcast advocate <laughs> advocate uh, drugs nah, if you got or a, comedy. If you I got think, a shithead job at Chase Bay. I, I think people should quit both drugs <laughs> and comedy uh, today. Uh, just say no. <laughs> it's comedy, but drugs. Uh, I think like the only thing I've never done, I've never shot. Yeah, I hate needles. But uh, I'll do it if it's in front of me. But like... We were going back and forth on the messenger, and you were telling me about like certain certain things that you want. Like you, were you in no offense of any way? I'm not. I'm not speculating anything. But were you in the, into that thug shit? So <laughs> 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 when I was uh, that was funny. When I was 16, you know what? No, I'm lying. When I was 15, I got I got sent to juvie for a few weeks, and. Uh, that's when I got diagnosed with ADD. I got into a fight. Mm-hmm. I got into a fight. And I used a lead pipe. Goddamn. Yeah, and I beat a guy in the head with it. Like, I mean, I, I just fucked him. I still have his, like, imprint of his tooth in my finger. I threw a punch, too. One punch. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to connect. And, uh, yeah, so I got locked up for that for a few weeks. And then uh, when that happened... You have to see a shrink. The shrink was like, you know, this kid can't focus. He's fucking weird. What made you pick up a lead pipe just because it was there? I thought like- I was going to get jumped. Oh, okay. I did. And yeah, I was far. I was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was as one, one as it could get. Yeah. And he was a bigger dude. And he, he grabbed me in a headlock. And I remember I grabbed the lead pipe out of my pocket. And I, I swung down. And I hit myself. Like, I said, I got a scar from it. Like, I was like. <laughs> People were like laughing. They were talking shit. I was like, "Yo, it's not that bad. Like, I can deal with it." Can you? And then I just went. You like, fucking fight club yourself? I by accident, bro. <laughs> and then I just went like three, like three in the back of the head at the edge, just pop, pop, pop. And then just blood started coming out from the back of his head. Holy shit, dude! And at, my brother at was fifteen. Yeah. Fuck. And my brother was there. He said, Scott, drop the fucking pipe. What are you fucking doing? I was like, here, and I tossed it to my brother. I was like, I'm not fucking touching it. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's smart. And then I threw a baseball punch, like a pitcher, and I connected, and that's where I got the scar on my finger. I called my dad up. I'm like, dad, I fucked him up. I fucked him. Didn't tell him a word about the pipe. Yeah. Like, I fucked him up. I did it for us. Like, our name's good again in our neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, he's like, all right, calm down, man. Just go take a shower. What were y'all fighting about? Like, what, what brought it on? You just thought they were just going to jump you for... Well, he had been talking shit. So we had fought right before the last day of school, and it was in front of his whole family. Mm-hmm. And fucking cocksucker. I'll say his name. Nikki Solis sucker punched <laughs> me. Nikki Solis sucker punched me. That fucking fuck. He sucker punches me, throws off my balance, whatever. I, I clipped him one time with the left, but he was so much bigger than me that he took me down. But he took me down. He like grabbed both of my arms and put them together. So I'm like, like defenseless. Like I guess that's what it feels like to be raped. You know what I mean? And uh, he was like, you know, I'm gonna fuck you up. And then a neighbor came by. I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Stop, man. Y'all need to go, go, go. And then so that was the end of it. So throughout that summer, Nikki would be uh, trying to be funny style, and you know what I'm saying like like disrespectful. He would walk up and down my street, trying to see if I was gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, try to fuck with me, you know? Let it go. Uh, by that time, I was already on probation for, like, a completely unrelated thing. And uh, I told my dad, and my dad was like, all right. I was like, yo, man, he's fucking with me. I can't deal with it. I'm going to fuck him up. And my pops was like, we we're on probation. You can't. So we're going to go to the school, and we're going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So we go to the school. We tell the principal, the vice principal, and she was like, well, did Scott tell you that Scott has an off-campus ID? What's an off-campus ID? To go to lunch off-campus. Oh, yeah. That's all she wanted to talk about. This was when you were 15, so that's middle school? No, I'm in high school. I'm oh, in high school. high school? Yeah. Oh, 15, yeah, yeah. I was sophomore turning to a junior. And this is in San Antonio? Yeah. Oh, shit. What side of town is this? Northeast. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Uh, have you been to uh, Bar House? Mm-hmm. It's right by Bar House. So shirts, technically. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But that's like, what the fuck? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Like, I, I could care less that he's coming back to school. Mm. Like, this this means nothing to me. So uh, he's like, look, I'm telling you now, I'm telling my son that if he keeps fucking with him, I'm telling this guy he needs to go. He can't be disrespected like this. Otherwise, you're going to keep doing it. It's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah. I'm telling you now, so you figure it out so this doesn't happen. So he lived in my neighborhood. So we're on the bus home, and... uh he starts popping off like, hey, what's this here about you and your bitch ass dad afraid? I'm going to fuck you up. I was like, bitch, get off of my stop. <laughs> get off of my stop. Yeah, she was really good. So he got off on my bus stop. And then, uh, yeah, I lit him up. Uh, told Pops. Pops was in Dallas for, for work. And he's like, you know, take a shower, just relax. Call him back. I was like, yo, Pops, the fucking cops are here. He's like, why are they there? I was like, oh, yo, I forgot to tell you, man. I hit him with the left pipe. What? Yeah, nah, I, I hit him with the, with, the, with the left pipe. Shit. He goes, all right, all right, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, just keep me on the phone. I want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they took me to the cop car, which is all the way across where we lose service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they handcuffed me. I go to, to juvie for a few weeks. And I say it as a joke, but I was like, I'm 100% serious. I could have been the valedictorian had I been there a little bit longer. Like, you don't go to world history. You go to, like, social studies. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty dumb over there. Yeah. But uh, when, I, when you get out, so my probation officer lived two blocks away. Uh, and you have a, a sheriff will come to your house if he has to deliver paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like a state sheriff. Uh, they're not checking to see if you're there. They're just, I have to deliver this. Like... What is it like a, a uh, service? You've been served. Yeah. Like they, they do that, but they Summons. do that for like legal shit, I guess. Yeah. So he gives me a piece of paper and I open up the piece of paper and I'm looking at it and it's like, all right, possible outcomes. Uh, the I don't remember the first two, but the last one was three years TYC, which is 15 to 18 at Texas Youth Correctional with for juvies, mm-hmm. which is like where the kid killers go. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone turns 18, you go to the, the big house. Mm. And then there I was, I was facing 51 or I think it was 49 years, 49 years in prison. Well, what happened to that kid? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, but like, you didn't, you didn't kill anybody. You didn't like, I got, I got charged Agassol with a deadly weapon. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah that left pipe, it, it times tend it. Mm. Um, so by the time like I got out of juvie, I had to go to a school alternative for six months when I got there when I got back like they had moved out of the neighborhood completely I have no idea what happened to him damn yeah 
You put this kid in a witness protection program? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking six nine bitch ass. No, um, yeah, I have. I, I can't tell. You, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I hope he's dead. <laughs> you still holding a grudge and shit? Fuck yeah, I don't give a fuck. 16 years later, yes. And fuck his bitch ass dad, too. Yeah. I remember his dad got mad at me because uh, he showed up to all my court hearings. I guess they informed him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like shackled up and I'm walking back and uh, I looked at him and I winked. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> That is fucking psycho shit. It was. It was. It wasn't right. I should have did it fuck for him. sure. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Just let him give him a wink. I just kept walking. <laughs> I've always been an asshole. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that ended up happening. I don't know what happened. My lawyer was terrible. I had a tax lawyer. Yeah. Like he specialized in taxes. Like he he was appointed to you or he was like no no no, no. we paid a, for him. He was a family friend or something. Uh. A friend of the family's friend. A tax lawyer. Yeah. Over a fucking weapons charge. Yeah. Okay. But he got me off. <laughs> I mean, he's good. Lucky enough. Maybe he was like, it. man, this is in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, up, so from like 15 to 18, I, I've been on probation just for like various things. And then this like really sealed the deal on it. Yeah. So I think when I turned 18, I think that's when I, I was off probation but i couldn't get a driver's license till after that mm. so i was like late to the party on that shit yeah but yeah that's that's what happened i mean but like was that like your part of your personality like because you know you know kids like they have that no, i'm not dude, i'm a talker yeah like i just want to fuck with you and i want you to fuck with me and i, I want to laugh about it but like i don't know something about him was like, bro, you're not you're not trying to be funny. Like, yeah, you're trying to be disrespectful, and like that's that's like a whole separate line. Yeah, where like I'm trying to take away your you, like you ain't shit, and I'm gonna let everyone know that. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what that's what put me over the edge. But even though you got off with it, well, like not got. I mean, you got probation and stuff. You, I mean, it could have been a whole lot worse. A whole lot, ten times, yeah. But you still hold that against that guy? Fuck yeah, yeah. You, how is that healthy though for you? I don't give a fuck. No, you, you should give a fuck. Like, nah, <laughs> fuck that piece of shit, dude. Nikki no, Solis. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for you to like still hold on to that, like that has to be. Oh, dude, I'm good bad. at grudges. Yeah, I get. I, trust See, me. Uh, that confuses me when people say I'm good at holding a grudge. Like holding a grudge is bad. Like, but I'm good at keeping it there. But there's nothing good about it. Yeah, it is. Why? If there's a snake. You know what I'm saying? You're good at keeping the snake. But you think he still thinks about you? you think I hope still, so. <laughs> you think he still remembers I hope, I hope there's a big fucking scar on the back of his fucking head. <laughs> I fucking hit him. I gave him a cleft palate, I think. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I don't know, man. That just Because I used to hold on to shit. And I still do from time to time. But I, I never I, thought about that. But then Is I really, he thinking about you? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking He's, hope so. I, I doubt Nikki it. Solis. I, I seriously, bitch ass. Nikki Solis. <laughs> I, seriously, I seriously doubt it. He probably has your name all wrong. I fucked your sister, Ashley Solis. <laughs> oh fucking shit. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just like it. That's not a way to be because it's only fucking you up. Because even now, you're just like you can see me getting a little riled yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you, you fucking tensed up. Your your fucking shoulders went up. Uh, and shit. Fuck, I don't. Uh, I'm cool. Like. I'm cool with shit talking. I'm cool with that. It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. But like, I think when you're trying to be disrespectful, like you're taking it to another role. Yeah. And yeah, I held on to that. And that's what makes me a funny comedian today. Yeah. Were so, you funny before? I mean, like, yeah, I was a class clown. Yeah. I was a class clown. And so how come you didn't try to talk yourself out of that? Like, did you ever think about that? Like, oh, I could, well, obviously no. you thought about it. You know, you don't no. go back and think about it. Like oh, I could have done this better. You nah. were you were you were 100 happy with what you did. Oh, be, yeah. because of the outcome of it. Because oh, you yeah. got off on it. Oh yeah, man. That uh, that makes me a little uncomfortable, man. Nah, don't like, bro. I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm all right. You know what's funny is I had a they made me take anger management, and the guy never showed up. God damn, it, dude. <laughs> he never showed up. Uh, he showed up one time, and it was me, and my dad, and him in an office. And we're all talking, and he was like, hey, man, so, like, what was uh, going through your head, like, when this happened? Yeah. Like, how did you, how did it make you feel? Mm-hmm. 
And like, I looked at my dad, and my dad was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at him, and I hit my head. I was like, bro, I'm I'm up here. Like, I'm up here. Like, it's turning. Yeah. And he just looked at me, started laughing. He's like, all right, maybe this guy's not bad. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, we had a Chili's just built by us and by our neighborhood. This motherfucker was a waiter at the Chili's. Who your your anger management teacher? <laughs> oh fuck, dude, that's so funny. That is fucking. I was funny, like, really? Dude. What are you gonna teach me about? Exactly. Uh, Bitch, go wash some dishes, man. Take that shit to the back. Man, that's fucking hilarious, dude. I had to. I saw a, a counselor for a bit. You yeah. Know? Uh, just for, for some shit, you know, and then just well, in com- so least. <laughs> but just in conversation, she mentioned that she worked at Starbucks. Because Starbucks, you, uh, you, they cover your insurance if you're a part-time employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I was like, you don't make enough money doing <laughs> this shit. Like, fuck this. But I'm bo- supposed to confide in I'm you? I'm come over here and I like, tell you, like, all this. Fuck this, Bitch, run a number two extra fluff. Like, get the yeah, fuck dude, out of here. Bring me some coffee. Like, yeah. that's You should have asked her for it. Hey, at her next session, can I get a dart? <laughs> nah, but like, I, I was, because I was going good, you know, like, oh, finally, I can talk to him. And she's like, yeah, I work part-time at Starbucks, you know, I don't have to work tomorrow, I'm, I'm off tomorrow. I was like, and I thought she was kidding, like, the way she said it. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's got, I'm off tomorrow from Starbucks, you know, I was like, wait, you, you work at Starbucks? She's like, yeah, if you're a part-time employee, they cover your insurance. I was like, Starbucks is paying for your insurance? Like, you're not even good enough to get insurance? So for you to see a shrink, <laughs> you need to work at Starbucks for 25 hours a fucking week. Yeah, man. I mean... No disregard to anybody that works at Starbucks, but I don't want them as my counselor. No, but if you're fucking playing in the NBA, <laughs> be be better at your job. Uh, cool, man. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. Uh, well, that was, that was, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start the story. So we were talking about all right. One time I lost my my pants. Okay, I'm just gonna get into it. Your Is pants? It, uh, yeah, I'm a little buzzed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When I first started comedy, let me take in this last one. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. When I when I first started comedy, like uh, George Anthony, Cabaza, Blair, Raul, those guys, uh, Cody O'Dell, they were always big on the Blind Tiger. Like that ten o'clock show is the show for comedians. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I took it as like like oh shit, these motherfuckers finally fucking see me as a comedian because mm-hmm. they booked me on the 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I brought a bunch of people. I have fun. I mean, I did terrible. I mean, I was, you know, eight months into it or whatever I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, now this one, I'm not going to name names. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah, for a fuck Nikki Solis. <laughs> uh, so uh, after, after my set, I ended up getting just trashed at the Tiger. Yeah, I mean trash, like blackout, and uh, I was making out with a girl at the bar, uh, darker fella. She was black, and uh, I was wait, like, wait, "You said darker fella?" That was a joke. Oh, okay. She was okay. she was black. Sure, yeah, yeah. Which is my weakness. Yeah, dark like, fellas, light skinned, <laughs> darker than me, I guess. <laughs> and uh, no, so she was like, uh, "All right, let's go to my house." I was like, well, I can't drive. She's like, I'll drive you. So in between the tiger to her house, I, I guess I threw my pants out of the window. You, th- you threw your pants out the window? Yeah, like I guess I took them off and I threw them out of the window. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I still can't find them. And this is like five years ago, four years ago. <laughs> well, I hope you stopped looking after. Like, nah, man, the search is on. <laughs> you like, don't let anything go, America's man. most wanted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, so I somehow I lost my pants. Uh, we get to the girl's house. You're making out or whatever. She's like, "Oh well, we gotta stop. I'm just gonna put you in the guest bedroom." I was like, "Okay, cool, no problem." But I'm still blocked out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so later on, someone gets in bed with me, and it was her baby's dad. Oh shit! Yeah, and he wasn't happy to meet me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was a short black dude, but he was like stocky like military grade you know what I'm saying uh-huh. he's like what the fuck are you doing in my fucking house like yeah. just wilding out on me you're like what are you doing in the guest bedroom I was like 
what's up? He's like, where's your pants at, bro? Where's your pants at, bro? I'm like, dude, look, I don't even know where I'm at. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I get at the house, and uh, I'm walking. All I have is socks, drawers, and a shirt. Yeah. No wallet, no cell phone. Fuck, you threw that out, too? We'll get there. Uh <laughs> so the house is the house is at like one place. I go next door to the other house, and I could hear him arguing with the girl. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." And he gets he had a, he had a, a Mustang, pulls out and drives off, and I'm hiding next door behind some trees, yeah. like trying to think thin. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm trying to hide, and uh, he left. I was like, "All right, cool." So I go back to the house. I was like, hey, you know, all right. Now, at this point, I'm starting to sober the fuck up. Like, hey, what's going on? I was, uh, I was like, yo, we got to go. Like, yo, get me the fuck home. Like, now I'm on, like, stress alert 10. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, all right, all right. Like, let me get my keys. Let me look for this. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I was like, does he have guns? And she, she's like, like, I asked a stupid question. She's like, Yeah. Like, why the fuck are we here? We got to go. We got to go. Yeah. As soon as I say that, I can hear the Mustang pulling back in. Holy shit. My motherfucker. <laughs> She's like, go to the backyard. Go to the backyard. Go to the backyard. Go to the backyard. I'm too fat to fucking climb the fence. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously he fucking sees me. Yeah. He's like, didn't I tell you to get the fuck out of my house? <laughs> I was like, look, man, I'm just trying to go home. He's like, where do you live, bro? I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know. I want to tell you. I was like, dude, I don't know where I'm at. He's like, oh, that sucks, bro. You really don't know where you're at? I'm like, dude, I don't know what side of town. I live on the northeast side. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man, the northeast side. Yeah, but you don't know where you're at right now, do you? Like, fucking with me hard. I'm just like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Like, I'm sweating. And then uh, <laughs> at, at the end of it all, She's like, all right, we're leaving. I'm going to take him home. I'll be back. We get in her car. I get in the passenger seat. He starts trying to open my door. I fucking lock it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm bitched out. I'm in drawers. Like, this isn't, this isn't my, my, my environment. You, you yeah. want to take it. He's trying no to open. pants, no still pots. Yeah, I mean, just, you just can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm over three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's like grabbing at the door. I lock it. He grabs through the back door. That uh-huh. opens. <laughs> She's like, yo, get the fuck out, man. We're trying to leave. He slams the door. He's like, get out the fucking car. Get out the fucking car. But he's talking to her. Uh. So she gets out the car. And they're yelling at each other. She cold cocks him. Like, I mean, I mean, connects. Like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then she gets in the car. And she's like, this N-word made me hit him. We're going now. <laughs> oh, God damn, dude. And then, uh, yeah, she dropped me off. Uh, the next day, my mom had to take me to the tiger. I get in the tiger. I find my phone. Okay. Uh, no wallet. Everything else is gone. That is uh, insane, dude. Like, that story right there would make me want to stop drinking, maybe. Did you take a break? <laughs> Did you take no. a break from drinking? No, no. no. See, I'm an alcoholic. No, I still got, I got to pee again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Here, run this. No, we're almost, we're almost done, man. Uh, social medias, all that stuff. Scott and the score winner almost on everything. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thanks for sharing the stories, oh, man. Oh, uh, go to the, the Road House Aluminum Converse on the 1st of November. Houston's coming in. Hector G, Josh Stokes, Zach Dixon, Chavaria, and me. It'll be a fun show. We're going to give away some shit. If you want five, I'll give you five. Cool, man, yeah. If you want in. Yeah, for sure. All right, I got to pee. All right. Later, man. <laughs>